Broadcasting down on the bayou, it's The Average Marks, a podcast featuring two average Joe wrestling fans talking about the business they love and so much more. And now, here's Ryan Keith and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 33 of The Average Marks podcast. Now, today's a special day, Patrick. Not only is it Rusev Day, it's also Canada Day. What that means, I have no idea. Absolutely, but, you know, of course, every time we do the podcast is Rusev Day, but it's always a special day, so happy Rusev Day to everyone out there. Also, happy Canada Day to all of our Canadian fans, Canadian wrestling fans, and all the great Canadian wrestlers that uh, we have out there. We've got a list we're going to do today of our top 10 favorite Canadian wrestlers. Now, keep in mind, this is not who we think are the best of all time. These are our favorites, so our opinions. Yeah. And, don't, right, don't it, get all crazy if 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 you think you know a certain Canadian's better, and we don't put them number one. Yeah, because uh, I mean, some, some people get confused. Odds are that. we're gonna leave somebody out the list that should be on there, mm-hmm. but uh, it's our opinion. So uh, our favorites. Shut up. <laughs> you exactly. Know? All right. So would it be in Canadian Day? Check this out. We're broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios, and just like we told you the week before, and we're gonna tell you every week preceding. Um, if you go to collarandelbowbrand.com, that's Al Snow's wrestling uh, merchandise company, and you put in the average marks at checkout, you're going to receive 10% off. But today, because it's Canada Day, collarandelbowbrand.com is selling all their Canadian gear 35, uh, 25% off. Awesome. So not only are you going to get 25% off, but if you put in our code, for the next 48 hours at collarandelbowbrand.com, the average marks at checkout, you're going to get 35% off on all Canadian gear. How cool is that? That's awesome. Yes. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Exactly. So if you want to represent Canada, the only way you know how with some wrestling swag, collarandelbowbrand.com, put in the average marks at checkout to receive 35% off Canadian uh, apparel today at Collar and Elbow. Today's episode, The Average Marks, episode number 33. It is July 1st, 2018, officially halfway through 2018 now. Uh, Brock Lesnar, possibly not working SummerSlam. we got an insider with some news on that. We'll talk about that. Also, we'll recap a few things that happened in WWE this week. A big return on SmackDown. Also, a uh, maybe a possible heel turn, a surprising heel turn, maybe. Not sure where they're going to go with this. We'll talk about a possible heel turn. And then, uh, of course, on Monday Night Raw, it was the um, one of the best main events Raw's had in, in a long time. Rollins and Ziggler, we'll talk about that, how that went down. Also, uh, we'll look ahead towards Extreme Rules, which is two weeks away, and what we're doing with WrestleCast as part of the Extreme Rules event. Watch out, boys! We're also going to talk about our top 10 favorite Canadian wrestlers. Yes. We'll, we each have a top 10 list there. The UK tournament was on the WWE Network earlier this week. We'll discuss that and the results. Also, um, big... Uh, how can I say this title change <laughs> yeah. uh, in Ring of Honor over the weekend? But it didn't happen when you may have thought it happened. We'll talk about Ring of Honor in the uh, last two nights, what's going down over there. Also, this coming weekend, the G1 special in San Francisco. We'll dive into that match card, talk about that as well. Uh, we have mail call this week. We have some emails from some fans. We'll uh, answer a few of those. Yeah, you darn. We have Cheap Heat uh, involving Hulk Hogan's ex. And then Rumor Mill, some XFL news, also NXT news, and 205. Oh, excuse me. 205 Live news uh, to talk about, and that's 
what's on the agenda today, the Average Marks episode 33 for July 1st, 2018. That's right. You can check us out online, the Average Mark. No, that's not our website. I always want to put the in front of it all the time. Just AverageMarks.com? Yeah, just AverageMarks.com. That's your central hub. Whatever podcasting platform you use, we're there. Also, if you're on iTunes, make sure you give us a rating and also put in a comment after you listen to an episode on there so that we can get an iTunes algorithm so Steve Jobs can show us some love and uh, start suggesting us to other wrestling fans on iTunes. That'll help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Average Marks, and we're live streaming right now on YouTube so you can watch us every week right on the tube. Thanks to Marcus for tuning in today. We appreciate you, brother. With that being said, let's get into this, Patrick. Absolutely. Let's get into it. The uh, top story this week. This was actually submitted a day ago on Reddit. I saw this. Somebody posted this. Mike Johnson of PW Insider Elite shout out. Audio. No, shout out. Oh, shout my out. My favorite insider. I thought you said shut up for a second. I was like, wait, what? Oh, no, no. I was that's, like, damn, that no, was a little harsh. No, I've never tell you to shut up. But Mike Johnson of PW Insider Elite Audio has revealed... That Brock Lesnar is not working SummerSlam this year. Johnson also noted that Brock may not return to television until later in the year. He said, quote, I am hearing Brock isn't working SummerSlam. We may not see Brock again until later in the year, which is madness if you think about the belt. Johnson also added the reason Lesnar might not be working SummerSlam is that his current deal might only have a couple of more dates left. Uh, he also said it could be that they may only have a couple of dates left on Brock. If they want him more often, then maybe they should sign him to some more dates, Johnson explained. It'll be interesting to see how WWE books their universal title picture and SummerSlam moving forward. And then they just added at the end, do you think Brock Lesnar should be featured on the SummerSlam card? Now, first of all, uh, I don't think Brock Lesnar should be, but I think the universal title should be because I don't think the universal title should be around Brock Lesnar anymore. Uh, it should be around Roman Reigns. Hell, it could be around Seth Rollins. It could be around... At this point, you know, I'm getting a little fed up with this whole Brock Lesnar thing. Now, of course, earlier in the week, Wrestling Observer, the newsletter, mm -hmm. um, said that as of right now, you know, they're expecting Reigns versus Lesnar at SummerSlam, and I know that's not what everyone wants to see. Uh, I think even Dave Meltzer came out and said he would rather see Rollins take the strap off of Lesnar, and I got to agree with him there because Rollins has been the one putting on the best matches uh, not just on Raw, but possibly in the entire company as of late. Uh, him and Ziggler on Monday night was absolutely phenomenal. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But uh, back to Brock. You know, SummerSlam is WWE's second biggest event of the year behind, obviously, WrestleMania. And to not have the Universal Champion there, like, okay, obviously not having him on Raw week to week is, is bad enough as it is, but you're not going to have him on your second biggest event show of the year then what's going to main event you know because obviously if Brock were is going to defend his title at SummerSlam more than likely I'd say you know majority chance there that that's going to be the last match of the show so does the WWE title now go to the you know last spot of SummerSlam or are they going to do Reigns versus somebody else I don't know I don't know what they're going to do for SummerSlam um some saying Reigns, Lesnar still on, um, like Wrestling Observer Newsletter said Reigns versus Lesnar still the plan, but Mike Johnson of PW Insider Elite Audio is saying that Brock is not working SummerSlam this year. So, I mean, if he doesn't work SummerSlam, I don't know. I would uh, I, I would personally strip, strip, strip him of the belt. Like, it can't hurt. 
What's it going to hurt? It might hurt Brock's feelings. Big whoop. Let him go fight in the UFC. If he doesn't come back, so what? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think I he cares. It. I think he's just in it for the money. I don't think he well, cares. Well, yeah, if he obviously. Has the belt. I mean, he's he's a businessman, and I understand he wants his money. But at the same time, like you got to understand your line of work when you are this kind of champion. You know, if you want to miss Raw every now and again, so be it because you're Brock Lesnar. But to not show up at a SummerSlam and not defend that title—that is demeaning to that title. Even though that title honestly doesn't mean much right now. Once it gets on the shoulders of a Roman Reigns or a Finn Balor. Hell, maybe even down the line, a Drew McIntyre, it's going to mean something. Or a Seth, even a Seth Rollins or, um, you know, Braun Strowman even, it's going to mean something. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, they were saying, you know, Brock, uh, Braun, excuse me, came out after he won the Money in the Bank briefcase, said, next time you are here, I'm cashing this in, which tells me right there, we're not going to see Brock on Raw for a long time. Because then, like, I mean, how do you play that? You know, like, the ne- if Brock shows up this Monday... You know, Braun said, you know, he's going to cash it in. And then what's going to happen? You're just going to have a title change right there. Braun's going to lose his money in the bank, bank briefcase. I don't know. I don't, they're not going to do that. So the next time we see Lesnar, I think, will be at a big show. I don't think, I don't even think we're going to see him for a Raw unless somehow they can ride around Strowman not cashing it in. Because honestly, at this point, it seems like they're going to, Strowman's going to want to cash that in the second Brock steps foot into an arena on, on a Monday night. So, but the fact is, right now, it doesn't look like Brock's going to, um, you know, be at SummerSlam. It's, you know, with with Mike Johnson saying, and then what they're doing on, you know, on television. There's supposed to be a, a a multi-man match at Extreme Rules for the number one contendership for the Universal Title. That matches off the board. Uh, instead, I think we get we might get Reigns and Lashley out of it, which I'm okay with. I, I think that match actually could be interesting. There's been some interesting uh, exchanges between those two past couple of weeks I've enjoyed. So, but the main thing is if Brock doesn't work SummerSlam, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what you do. I would strip the title off of him, honestly. Get the title off of him, get it on somebody who's there every week because while this title doesn't mean much uh right now, it could mean so much more if you put it on the right guy and have it there week to week. Well, obviously McMahon wants him to have the title or he wouldn't have the title. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of instances where he could have took it away. Boy, exactly. to, to, to Roman. Now, <clears throat> Let me say this before I go off on my tangent. Um, kudos to Brock Lesnar's agent. We need to find out who this guy is and get him on the average marks team. Yeah. He needs to be working for us. Absolutely. He's making Brock a very rich man right now by doing very little work. Yes, exactly. But, dude, how can this guy have very little dates left on his deal? Didn't he just sign a new deal? Well, let's see. That's what it says here on... Uh, let's see if I can. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean. Oh yeah. McMahon is so micromanaging. He had to have signed off on this deal. Uh, I mean, how do you look through that and go, "I'm going to be paying this guy a truckload of money to have hardly any appearances"? I like it, Vincent K. McMahon. And I think, and this, if this is this is my theory on what their philosophy is for this universal title, the less it's there, the more. In, you know, I guess, because, you know, obviously Brock Lesnar, when Brock Lesnar's in the ring, it, it almost has a big fight feel mm-hmm. because he shows up so very often. I, I think their philosophy right now, and if this is their philosophy, I'm not saying it is, but if it is, I, I disagree with it. The fact that they're, they're having the universal title there as little as possible, they may think it's making it more prestigious when it is, is there because you don't get that many chances to, to win it, which to me as a fan, complete opposite, you know, like. 
I thoroughly enjoyed what Rollins was doing with the Intercontinental title, just like I enjoyed what John Cena was doing with the U.S. title a few years ago and having this open challenge every Monday night. Uh, I really love that idea. That right there um, brings out the best in some of these younger guys, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it would be nice if we had, you know, I'm not saying we have to have a universal title uh, open challenge every week, but, you know, at least have the belt on TV every week so that way we know the possibility of that title getting defended more often. Um you know, is there. So, Marcus on YouTube says, uh, Brock's scared. He don't want to get these hands. Well, I think it might be the other way around. I don't know if Brock wants to get that two-piece again. Braun, you mean? Yeah. yeah I'm Braun, sorry. Yeah, Braun got that two-piece from Lesnar back at the Rumble. That was... But... Uh, I, and, you know, there was talk of if, if Brock's contract was going past SummerSlam, it may not go past SummerSlam, which apparently right now, if what Mike, Mike Johnson's saying is true, then his deal, deal goes well past... SummerSlam goes at least into Survivor well, Series. Two appearances. Yeah, so. But uh, obviously, we'll keep an eye on this uh, as, it, as it comes along. As of right now, doesn't look like Brock Lesnar is going to be at SummerSlam, but there's still over a month to build it up. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Let's go now into uh, our recap this week of WWE. A few things happened. I was talking a little bit about one of them earlier, the Rollins Ziggler main event. We'll dive into that in just a second. But. Yep. Uh, one of the big things, the big surprising things that happened this week was at the end of SmackDown, Daniel Bryan's getting you know decimated by the Bludgeon Brothers, and uh, here comes the uh, the Demon Kane yeah. uh, out from his uh, uh, mayoral race <laughs> in uh, Knox, uh, was in Knox County, Tennessee, over there. Out from his chambers. Yeah, uh, drop uh, you know in the middle of an, uh, an important election for Kane, which I don't think he's actually has he won it yet. Or I thought he did win. I thought he did, but some people were saying that, or maybe he's supposed to be doing mayor stuff right now, and he's like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go back and work some wrestling dates. Or maybe that was Meltzer who leaked he won, and it was fake news. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it, it might have been, but nonetheless, uh, Kane is on SmackDown now. They've reunited Team Hell No. And reunited. Now, yep. And they now have a SmackDown tag team title shot at Extreme Rules. Kane and Daniel Bryan, Team Hell No. Which now, since Daniel Bryan, you know, the yes movement is such a big thing, wouldn't it be Team Hell Yes maybe now? Because Team Hell No hmm. is back when Daniel, I guess, was was kind of a heel. And he was saying no, no, and not yes, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. Did they did they coin it on TV, Team uh, Hell No? I'm not sure. I, well... Maybe I don't know. I have to go back and I guess I didn't really pay that much attention, but yeah. um, I don't know if they coined it that just yet. I did see a an Extreme Rules promotional poster. I don't know if it was fan made or what, but it said Team Hell No on it. Yeah. So um, I went off of that uh, initially, but it, they might. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I have to go back and watch and see if they said it on TV. I really don't yeah. remember. But Kane's back, and now uh, they get a title shot at the Bludgeon Brothers, and a lot of people are talking about now. You know, Daniel Bryan, obviously, you kind of been teasing this feud with The Miz when, you know, The Miz came over to SmackDown. Daniel Bryan wanted him there. And then, of course, The Miz hit the skull-crushing finale on Daniel Bryan a couple of weeks ago in that gauntlet match after the Bludgeon Brothers attacked Daniel Bryan. And The Miz went on into the match, ended up losing, of course. And then, you know, you keep teasing this, and now you got Daniel Bryan teaming back up with Kane, which I'm okay with for now, but, you know, eventually... You know, this uh, Miz-Daniel Bryan storyline is going to have to pay off, and hopefully they can pay it off, you know, hopefully they can pay it off in, in general because right now, you know, Daniel Bryan's contract expires September 1st. Don't know if it's September 1st at midnight or August 31st at midnight, but 
Um, I don't know if WWE's holding off on this singles push with the uh, feud with the Miz until he resigns. Uh, maybe they're doing you know like the slow burn. Maybe they'll be on the same team as Survivor Series and the Miz. Uh, maybe they have something there that kind of starts the animosity. Daniel Bryan eliminates him in the Rumble. They fight at Mania and then draw it out. I don't know what they're doing, but mm-hmm. um, right now Daniel Bryan, of course, uh, teaming with Kane. It looks like, and we may see this feud for a month or two. I don't know. We may see this at you know maybe the Bludgeon Brothers win at Extreme Rules the rematch. At SummerSlam, maybe Daniel Bryan and Kane become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions at SummerSlam. I don't know what they're going to do with it, so now, that'll would, be interesting. Would you feel pressure to put a belt around Bryan's waist because he hasn't signed yet? Maybe a little bit, because there was something interesting this week that Daniel Bryan said that I actually seen on Reddit. Let's see if I can I'm gonna pull it up here right now. This was submitted on Reddit six hours ago, actually. This was Daniel Bryan on if he would like to face The Miz at WrestleMania 35. This is what he said. Do you trust WWE with telling that story from now until WrestleMania 35? Laughs. Like, what in the last several years has shown to you... Wait. Like, what in the last several years has shown to you that something like that is possible here? Mm-hmm. So he's got to take a jab at WWE yeah. storytelling right there. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, bro. They suck. I mean, in a way they do, but as of right now, I mean, if you look at what's going on right now, you have Rusev as the number one contender. Nobody saw that coming. You had Dolph Ziggler pin Rollins on in an open challenge. No one saw that coming. Um, you have Bailey cursing on TV, beating down Sasha in a possible heel turn. No one saw that coming. Better be a heel turn. So right now, you know, they're doing some they're doing some different things. I, I give I'll give them that. They're doing something a little different here. Um gonna be interesting. You just had to have their backs, didn't you? Hey, look, I'm a WWE fan through and through. <laughs> I, I try and give credit where credit's due. Right now, they're doing a few things different. Uh, obviously, still some improvement, you know, uh, that can be done. But and Braun's even back to flipping cars over and stuff. Now yeah. he flipped over Owen's car on yeah, Monday night. Yeah, that and, was funny. Um, so, like I said, they're doing a few things, you know, somewhat different. So I, I commend them for that. It's going to be interesting to see what they do going into Extreme Rules, obviously, in their SummerSlam. Uh, that's one of the things. Before uh, we move on from uh, Brian, go ahead. Uh, Marcus on YouTube said Paige did say Team Hell No Tuesday night. Okay, so it is yeah. Team Hell No Must now, be. Uh, officially. So Team Hell No is back. But let's dive over to Raw now because you're mm-hmm. talking about some of these different things. You know, Kane returning to team with Daniel Bryan. While yeah. that's an old storyline, it's you know no one expected Kane to return and form this team. So no, nobody expects him to still be wrestling slow as molasses. <laughs> like what the heck? Well, he's still the the the, the demon, and you know. It's, uh, I think Finn Balor would say that he's the demon, sir. Well, he's the demon king. Kane's just oh, there the you demon. go. Okay, he's a demon. He's just a legion demon. Okay, I got so it. and then you know I just mentioned something about Bailey's beat down on Sasha. You know, yes. obviously a lot of animosity between Bailey and Sasha over the past you know I, for the most part of this year, yeah. dating all the way back probably until like what February, January even maybe. Um, I know you know they faced off at WrestleMania in the women's battle royal, and it started happening before that, but now it's just boiled over. Bailey, I mean, beat down Sasha and said, "You ain't, you know what? S word. You and on live TV, um, you ain't ish. Yeah, you ain't ish. And I mean, is that that's not a that's not a face move, you know? No, and, no. So, well, I mean, uh, her putting uh, the hands on her like she did so violently, that's not yeah, a face move. Either. I know. I mean, I, if I, this isn't a heel turn, I want a uh, three hundred kick somebody into a pit. Well, we're gonna see how they do this on Monday night." She's gonna come out as a. I think she's still gonna be the huggable 
face, but she's like the little girl that gets bullied. It's her it's her breaking point, I guess in a way. She got to defend herself. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, but I, I like a heel turn here, man. Yeah. Like. Ah, it just seems like like get this momentum because we we've uh, said like a few months ago that we have heard that WWE was just losing their interest in the whole Bailey character and yeah. and it, it, we saw that on TV it was just stale yeah and seeing this totally revitalizes her as a relevant worker she came out of NXT she was getting pops as big as John Cena oh yeah and then and she put on some great matches with Sasha and yeah. others in NXT as well she was yeah. An NXT Women's Champion and a Raw Women's Champion. Not only that, she won the Raw Women's Title at WrestleMania 33. Yeah, I think it was 33. She had oh, won. I'm just yeah. agreeing with you because I think I'm, I'm trying to remember <laughs> what there was a WrestleMania. You're always right. And I think it was at 33 where she went into as champion and came out as champion. Yeah. So I think it was that one. But you know, I'm interested to see where they go with this Bailey mm-hmm. Sasha storyline. I think uh, it could culminate with the. Maybe an extreme rules match, one on one. Yeah, this is a lot a more interesting than AJ and Nakamura. I could watch. Now that last AJ Nakamura match was absolutely, it was really good. Yeah. I, I give them that. They ended that feud really well, um, despite the fact that the feud overall was somewhat of a failure. The end, the ending match, the last man standing match at Money in the Bank, uh, definitely was a it was a great ending to the feud. But the overall feud as a whole, eh. yeah. But I don't think I would get tired of bailing Sasha. No, because those two have a lot of chemistry, and you, yeah. you, and a lot of people have been pulling, you know, old clips. Like you, if you go back and if you've been following this storyline all the way back through NXT between these two, you'll notice there are some good storytelling points. You know, where there was a match in NXT a few years ago where, you know, Sasha, you know, Bailey, you think you're better than me, and then now Bailey's doing the exact same thing. Sasha, you think you're better than me? Like yeah. you ain't, you ain't ish. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, there's some good storytelling here. You just gotta, I guess, you gotta have a an eye for it. Uh, really, mm-hmm. the the small details of this storytelling that they're doing, they're doing a great job, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this this feud goes. Right on. And also, Rollins and Ziggler for the IC title, the rematch after Ziggler uh won in the Raw uh the Intercontinental Championship Open Challenge two weeks ago. Uh, rematch this past week, absolutely phenomenal match. If you haven't seen it yet on Monday Night Raw, go back and watch it on Hulu or wait. You know, twenty odd days or whatever it is, thirty days to watch it on on the network. Tyson Kidd produced this match, by the way. That's what they were saying. So uh, I think Tyson Kidd deserves a uh, somewhat of a yeah, promotion. Yeah. T Kidd for that match. Uh, match. So I'm pretty sure uh, Natalia gave it to him that night. No, uh, well, I'm sure she. Uh, I'm Tyson Kidd. I'm trying to get it from Natalia every night, but because uh, Natalia uh, has some was out on the water with a couple of other WWE women wrestlers, and she was in a bikini, and yeah. Like I said, every night. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, props to Tyson Kidd and props to Rollins and Ziggler for putting on one hell of a match. Eventually, Drew McIntyre came in and interfered. Ziggler uh, kept the belt. Rollins won by disqualification. But now you can maybe put Rollins in more of the main event picture. And, hey, let Ziggler and McIntyre kind of run with this Intercontinental title together because... I think these two dudes might be the next hot thing on Raw if they play them right. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost wish it would have been McIntyre that had won the Intercontinental title from Rollins because McIntyre is a former Intercontinental champion, so you have yeah. put the belt on him before. Put this belt on him. Get this dude, because this dude, when he's cutting promos, whether it's on TV or even on you know Twitter or whatever, he's kind of you know speaking the truth, you know, talking about all these guys, how they're, you know, the locker room's soft and everything, and, you know, with the way... 
yeah. the WWE product has been kind of criticized the last couple of months. You know, McIntyre makes some good points. Uh, whether it's kayfabe or whether it's a shoot, it does not matter. It yeah. uh, makes some good points how that this locker room needs to step up and have a reality check on how they've yeah. been, you know, overall as a product. But some guys, you know, like Rollins, like Ziggler, they put on that great match. Uh, Owens has been putting on some good matches. So few guys and Finn Balor too. And uh, of course, you got Braun Strowman, who's one of the most over things on Raw. So some good stuff there. They're starting to move in the right direction, doing things different here in WWE. Uh, this past week was a little bit of a preview of what could be happening, you know, if WWE decides to start taking a little more creative route to their creative. So do, looking forward to seeing where they're going with some of these things. With Reigns coming in saving Rollins, mm-hmm. do you think we're going to see some tags between them? Prob- probably so. I would love to see a Ziggler-McIntyre versus Rollins-Reigns tag match. That could be the main event on Raw this, this coming Monday. For all we know, um, and also, like I said, you know, with uh, Reigns and Lashley, the exchange between those two guys the last couple of weeks uh, has been has, has been interesting. I like that. So I think those two guys in the ring mm-hmm. could put on a pretty solid match. Um, I'm looking forward to them possibly fighting at Extreme Rules. Not sure if uh, their match hasn't been made official yet. But speaking of Extreme Rules, I'm gonna go ahead and dive now into yes. the Extreme Rules card coming up in two weeks. It is. They have Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax for okay. the Raw Women's Championship. That'll be interesting, of course, after Alexa cashed in on Nia mm-hmm. and won. AJ Styles versus Rusev for the WWE oh, Championship. God, thank you. See, this is now oh. a lot of people were talking about, okay, AJ's going to retain. Hold up now. You, nobody would have ever thought that Jinder Mahal would have gone over on Randy Orton last year and held the title for almost, what, 200 days? Mm-hmm. So, to me... Having Rusev go over on AJ is actually less crazy than having Gender go over on Orton a year ago. Well, the Gender thing too was a money move. They wanted to see if they could tap into the India market, which the guy moved no merchandise <laughs> whatsoever in India. But now, you, now you just said the key word merchandise. Rusev has <clears throat> been moving some merch. Exactly. I don't know what his merch sales are looking like at this very moment, but I do know. He's been selling some merch since the whole Rusev Day thing came out. Maybe they're finally going to say, all right, let's give this guy a run, see if we can maybe push that merch a little bit more. Maybe the merch is slowing down. They want to give him the belt mm-hmm. to push merch a little bit more. I don't know. Um, it's funny how they had thrown him into the mid-card wasteland, and then right when he says, okay, dudes, I'm out. Yeah, he got he got squashed yeah, I'm out SummerSlam of here. last year. And then now they're giving him a title shot just a few months later. Interesting. So, you know, more things they're doing different in WWE. It's another example right there. And then speaking of different, uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, the, 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 was it the, what they call themselves? I can't remember. Mm-mm. The yeah, broken, mm, I, I can't quite remember, but it's Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the B team of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, the Raw Tag Team Championships on the line at Extreme Rules. Something different there. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Yeah, we saw that match here in Lake Charles at a live event. We actually did, and Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt won that match. Yes, so it did. Let's see if uh, the B team can uh, maybe, and once again, you know, they're putting titles on people you wouldn't expect. Uh, here comes the B team. Um, I mean, geez, you know, you never know. I think Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt could retain, but I think there's a there's a good chance of a, a, a title change there. We'll yeah. obviously have our... Preview show in two weeks for that. Carmella and Asuka in a rematch for the SmackDown Women's title. I really hope Asuka wins this time. You got Ellsworth that came back, and I think Asuka should get it this time. Yes. Hopefully. Um, Then you have the Bludgeon Brothers taking on Team Hell No. It's actually written here on Wikipedia. Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan and Kane. Um, Could, and 
Could Daniel Bryan and Kane become the SmackDown? They've won the Raw Tag Team or the World Tag Team titles before, so they're former tag team champions. Uh, so far, this uh, this card is looking, you know, not not too bad. Uh, as in some of these matches, I could see going either way. Marcus from YouTube says that the leaders of worlds, the leaders of worlds. That's what they they're calling themselves. I can't. Uh, can't remember that off the top of my head. So that's the Extreme Rules card. And tell them a little bit about what we're doing with WrestleCast as far as Extreme Rules. Yeah, so WrestleCast opened a big British mouse, started talking some smack about Brink, and then come after Cruz's title, which got Cruz riled up. <laughs> I'll uh, talk about Cruz's title. He'll, uh, <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's very sensitive on the subject. So we've been going back and forth on Twitter here lately. If you've been missing it, make sure you follow at the underscore WrestleCast and at the Average Marks for this great smack. Because we're two weeks away, so you know it's only going to build. Have you seen the latest post on Twitter from WrestleCast? I have not. Please uh, please enlighten me. on the It latest. is a picture. Okay. Down at the bottom of the picture are buildings. There are Average Marks logos on all the buildings. Mm-hmm. At the Top of the going through it like Godzilla is Braun Strowman with the WrestleCast logo on his face. Really now, and it said watch. Like Godzilla in a way, I guess. Yeah, and it says watch out, British pod style is coming. Well, I guess we have to be on the lookout for WrestleCast because uh, I don't know if you guys confirmed it yet, but it looks like we're gonna. Do me, Brink, and Cruz mm-hmm. combine scores versus their three guys yep. combine scores? And just for bragging rights here, at Extreme Rules coming up in two weeks. So is that what the plan is, I believe? Uh, so far, that's what the plan is. Conrad says him and his boys are going to be there. So we're looking forward to that. To throw the smacketh downeth. Mm-hmm. On their candy asses? On their candy A's. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't. Have, I guess I shouldn't have said that. This is a family show, so no, I think that'll pass. Yeah, you know, The Rock said it all the time, and it was all cool. We all turned out all right as kids watching. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what's going down with WrestleCast. Uh, we're gonna have a little head-to-head competition. <laughs> oh my god, I just had a flash in my head of him and Jericho going back and forth. It'd be like, and Conrad, it doesn't matter who you bring with you, <laughs> Grandma Conrad with her double X dirty, dirty panties. Yep. <laughs> So that's what's going down Uncle uh, with, Jimmy with, Jack ex- Conrad. with Extreme Rules here in a couple of weeks. All right, we talked earlier about it's Canada Day. So mm-hmm. we each made a list of our top 10 favorite Canadian wrestlers. Now, how do you want to do this? You want to each do 10 and each do 9, or you want to do your whole list and then my whole list? Or? No, let's go uh, back and forth. Okay. I'm going to go first? Yeah, yeah. All right, my number 10... Uh, the guy who I think should be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame next year, number ten, Owen Hart, mm. uh, is my number ten. Uh, gotcha. I, I didn't watch uh, when I started watching wrestling. It was a little bit after Owen Hart passed away, but I've seen a lot of Owen's uh, promos and a lot of his wrestling. Great wrestler. I mean, he's a heart. You know, all the hearts were great wrestlers. And then you got the guy who uh, just got some great promos. Very entertaining guy. Uh, even when he became the Blue Blazer, uh, and then also one of my favorite. Um, impersonations was whenever DX impersonated the, um, was, I think it was the nation of domination. And then, uh, some of the Canadian, the heart foundation maybe. And the little guy was imitating Owen Hart and, um, it had the big nose. (laughs) uh, It was really funny. So, uh, just, you know, Owen Hart, I got a number 10. All right. My number 10 is, oh wait, hold on. Okay. 
I just looked him up on YouTube. I'm going to have to do a replacement here because he was actually born in Connecticut. Oh. Um, this is not good. Oh, boy. Okay. We hit a snag. So, no, 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 no. Because this was my honorable mention, but I am now changing my number 10 to Lance Storm. Good old Lance Storm. Yeah, Mr. Man. Personality. All right. <laughs> Oh, if I could be serious for a minute. Yeah, I used to, I used to love that. that was yeah, funny. I used to love me some Lance Storm. He didn't have too much charisma, but he had enough. But his wrestling was phenomenal. Yep. And the angle that he had in ECW with Chris Candido and Sonny, where Sonny thought he was hot. Yep. And then, you know, because uh, uh, Triple Threat wanted Lance Storm to join him. Yeah. Shane Douglas, uh, Chris Candido, and they wanted Lance Storm. And he said no, and then all of a sudden, Sonny started taking a like to him, and that was some great wrestling right there in ECW. My number nine is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Glorious, yes. Love me some Bobby Roode. I wish they'd do more with him, but I loved oh, him in NXT, uh, and uh, hopefully they can do something better with him in the main roster, but I think he's still yeah. got some time there. So. It's like you can't waste this dude. He's in his 40s. Yeah, exactly. Or is he in his 40s? Yeah. He's in his up. I, know, I thought he was at least like 38, maybe 39. Yeah, let me look at this. Yeah, but uh, I mean, either which way, uh, they're straight wasting this dude because. Love his he, entrance. He's, he has my my favorite entrance in WWE right now. While I'm my second favorite, I only say my favorite because it's my favorite that happens on a regular basis. My favorite is the Demon Finn Balor, but my second favorite, if the Demon Finn Balor uh, came out every week, would be Bobby Roode. He's 41. There you go. Hailing from Scarborough, Canada. There you go. But he's my number nine. My number nine is Teddy Hart. Oh, Teddy Hart. Well, I love me some Teddy Hart, dude. Um, obviously, he hasn't ascended to the uh, top of the mountain like the other hearts. Yeah. Um, mostly, that's because of him. <laughs> he thinks he's been <laughs> screwed all along the way. Yeah. Uh, but Teddy Hart is an amazing performer. If you haven't seen Teddy Hart wrestle, go to YouTube. Put in Teddy Hart and just be amazed. My number eight is uh, the big Valboski. <laughs> yeah. Val Venus. Yes. Loved me some Val Venus, man. Uh, the fact that, now I don't know if these girls were planted here or not, but let's say they weren't. The dude just pulled women out <laughs> of the audience and just made out with them in the ring, which yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you got, you know. I would imagine. He wasn't a bad looking dude. No, no, no. Yeah, no, you're right. But I would imagine if, if he's sticking his tongue down their throats, they had to sign a waiver. Or or something. But, like, you also got to realize that, I mean, back then, this was in the late 90s, you know, back then, you know, a guy like that, you know, the, the crowds were so crazy back then. You could go out there and, you know, they sold out arenas of 10, 15, sometimes 20,000 people. You could find at least one girl out there that wanted to make out Oh, I'm sure. That wanted to make out with Valvina. And I'm sure there was a line outside his hotel room. But I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure those girls, to be on TV, had to sign a waiver. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I, you know, either way, great, it was great stuff. I, yeah. I love Valvina's. My number eight, Captain Charisma, Christian Cage. Oh, Christian Cage. How Dude, about that? My used, peeps. Used to love Christian Cage, man. Like, I remember uh, there was a time when Impact was my number one go-to. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, everybody knows that era when, you know, Hulk came over and... Yep. Booker T and you know all the old recycles, yeah, Matt but Flair and yeah, Sting. yeah, exactly. Angle, it, it was great wrestling. Uh, you know, Diesel and Scott yeah. Hall. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, I tell you what, I popped like a little schoolgirl 
when look, well, I didn't know it was his music at the time because obviously it's different music. But when it said Christian Cage, I was like, "Oh yeah, holy crap!" You marked out. My didn't boy you? is here. Yeah. So Christian Cage, number eight. My number seven is a woman. Do you have a woman on your list or no? Yes. Uh, number, and I have a feeling it's this woman. Number seven, Trish Stratus. Yes. Yay. Uh, a little satisfaction. Hey, I love me some Trish Stratus. <laughs> uh, one of the best female wrestlers ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, just beautiful. Uh, when she first, man, she showed off the puppies a lot. I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> that. But she was also a great wrestler, and she, uh, I mean, Probably one of the most over women wrestler with the fans. I oh, mean, most definitely. But uh, as far as uh, the mixture of beauty and in-ring talent, I don't think anybody can uh, can beat Trish Stratus mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. And my number seven is also Trish Stratus. Hey, very nice. Yeah, so enough said. Uh, number six for me, uh, even though he wasn't actually from Scotland, he was from Canada, yes. Rowdy Roddy Piper. The oh, hot rowdy, rod, man. rowdy, number six. Love me some rowdy, rowdy Piper when them bagpipes start playing. That's awesome, man. Yeah, one of the Piper's best talk, pit. one of the best heel talkers of all time. Uh, love me some rowdy, rowdy Piper. One of the great bad guys that there ever was. Did you ever see the Piper's Pit when he smashed the coconut oh, on yeah. Jimmy Snuka's head? I sure did. My God, I thought he was yes. dead. Well, I dead. I was a little kid when that happened. And that's the thing I loved about uh, Roddy, man. He. uh he was a great wrestler, but man, to me, he's an even better talker. That Most dude, definitely, that dude could talk some trash. I loved it. And for I think it's a travesty. Obviously, he didn't need it, but for him not to have a major belt, um, I don't know. I I don't know what they were thinking, dude. A belt around Roddy Piper would have been amazing. Oh, absolutely. That would have been no epic. doubt about that. I mean, the dude main evented the first ever WrestleMania mm-hmm. with Mister Wonderful Paul Paul uh, Orndorff, of course. Mm-hmm. So. Uh yeah, the dude major strap should have been on him at least once. Yeah. Give, him, give him a strap. Yeah, dude was dude was great. All right, my number six is fight Owens fight Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Yeah, I almost put Owens on here. I do. I, I would put him as my honorable mention. I love heel Kevin Owens. Yes, but there's sides of him that I see sometimes that make me believe he would be an amazing face too. He is very, but his look, the way he looks. And the way he comes off, the way he can come off, he's a, an amazing heel. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And, and there will be a time where he's a face, though. In in all the shoot interviews you watch of this guy, he seems like a really cool cat. So he could pull oh, off yeah. face, most definitely. Well, one of my favorites here recently that he had was he was in the ring talking about, you know, getting some kind of title. And he was like, and if you don't like that, too bad. And he was talking to like a, an older guy in the, in the mm-hmm. crowd. And he was like, and it won't matter for you because you'll be dead in five years. <laughs> So KO at number six. My uh, my number five. This guy was born also in Canada, even though his character was billed from Uh-oh. Italy. Okay, okay. I thought you were building up to somebody else. I was fixing to say, "Dagum, you, Patrick Fry." No, uh, Santino Morella. Yes, uh, loved Santino Morella. His debut in WWE, beating Umaga, rest in peace, for the Intercontinental Championship, and then of course the comedy act that he became. He <laughs> yes. was just hilarious. Santino, always enjoyed when Santino was on TV. Always. One of my favorites. Yes, and if you haven't heard the story of Santino Morella um, no-selling um, the boogeyman and mm-hmm. I think it was Smoky Mountain Wrestling, go in there, put in Jim Corn- Cornette's podcast on YouTube and put in <laughs> Santino Morella no-selling boogeyman. Epic. 
All right, my uh, number five is a glorious one, Bobby Roode. There you go. Love me some Bobby. Loved him ever since he was in Beer Money Incorporated. Absolutely. Love, Team Canada back in the day. Love Bobby Roode. Um, like, like I said earlier, I wish they'd do more with him on the main roster. Most definitely. My number four, uh, the current IWGP heavyweight champion, Kenny Omega. I put Kenny, Kenny Omega very Omega. high. I think the dude is a freak in the ring. Uh, he was, uh, still is, in my opinion right now, the best wrestler on the planet right now. Uh, he's, I'd say, the main reason I started watching New Japan. Uh, really, just uh, his look, his skill in the ring, nothing more to say. The dude's, yeah. uh, dude's a machine exactly. in the ring. Uh, love me some Kenny Omega. Yes. Uh, my number four is Rowdy Piper. There you go. He came in uh, the Chew Bubblegum and Kick A's, and he's all out of bubblegum. So. That's right. He kicked a bunch of A. My number three uh, would be the rated R superstar <laughs> Edge, the yes. only the only guy to ever win the WWE Championship and have a live sex celebration <laughs> the next night. Oh man, that right there! Um, God, I tell you what, when I remember watching that, and I was thinking, man, that's goals right there. That's want to win championships and just sleep with beautiful women. Then <laughs> the best part about that segment that night, a little off topic here. Was Ric Flair came out and interrupted that segment and holy that was just gold <laughs> comedy gold. But uh, Edge uh, always enjoyed Edge, especially with his time uh, as a tag team with Christian winning yep. uh, tag titles and the TLC matches and everything. But even Edge, um, just as world heavyweight champion, man, that yeah. that belt looked good on him. I, I yeah. really enjoyed Edge. Always had great phenomenal entrance music as well. Yes, uh, love me some Edge. Yes, one of the all time great Canadians. Um, the, my number three is Edge as well. Wow. Yeah. We may have the same top two. No. You don't think? No, we may have the same number one, but okay. we don't have the same number two. Okay. Well, then, because I think one of these, because I have top, uh, the, well, you might, no, you might already mention one of them that I, that my number two, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Gotcha. You got your, you did your number you, three? Yeah, number three was, you think you know me. You think you know oh, me. Oh, Edge too. Okay. Yeah. So my number two is Chris Jericho. Did you, already say what? Chris, did you already say Chris Jericho? No, and I, I don't know who your number one is now. I can't fathom who your number one well, is. Well, my number two is Chris Jericho. Wow. So that means, so you didn't put Chris Jericho on this list. Well, I haven't got to my second number one yet. Oh, okay, all right. But Chris Jericho, I mean, you know. And obviously Chris Jericho has to be on the list. Chris Jericho to me, um, yeah, Chris Jericho is on the list, but not his own list. Uh, Jericho came in, WWE, uh, was hot right off the bat, always had amazing segments making fun of Stephanie McMahon, um, him and The Rock had some great back and forths. Jericho is one of the great, probably, in my opinion, of all the Canadians, maybe one of the great promo cutters, Mm -hmm. dude, ever. I mean, the the whole list thing he came up with, um, the the storyline now, and then everything he's doing in New Japan is highly entertaining. At his age, still doing great stuff. Uh, I love Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, one of the uh, once again, all one of the all time great Canadian wrestlers ever. Yeah. Okay. My number two is Kenny freaking Omega. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Love some Kenny Omega. And I tell you what, um, I don't know if this guy will ever go to WWE. I doubt it. Uh, but he deserves to be in the number one promotion in the world. Yeah. Making the top dollar in the world. Mm-hmm. This guy's phenomenal. And and the thing about his promos, speaking of promos, we were just talking about Chris Jericho and his promos. Um, his cadence is like nothing I've ever seen before. It's very mellow, very monotone. Yes. Yeah. And like, but it draws you in, and it's yep. just like, 
And this guy, it's his look. He has all around look. is the man. He has a very unique look that only he can do, in my opinion. Yep. So, is it now time for my number one? Drumroll. My number one favorite Canadian wrestler of all time. The best there is, the best there mm. was, and the best there ever will be. The hitman, Bret Hart. Uh, to me, Bret Hart was one of the guys, you know, in the mid '90s when. Uh, you know, you see, you know, we talk about Kenny Omega and all the technical wrestling nowadays. Back then, it wasn't as big of a thing, and I think Bret Hart was a big reason it became a thing. He was a great technical wrestler, just like all the other Hearts. Um, just Bret the Hitman Hart, you know, getting his shades was just, I mean, I never got him. I don't know what it's like, but I'm sure for any of the kids who would receive his shades, he had a great oh, look, yeah. had the long hair, the tights. Uh, Very I mean, muscular. Yeah, the, no the guy looked the guy looked like a professional wrestler. The guy as far as the look goes, He's I think he has one of the look. best looks of a professional wrestler that just a pure professional wrestler. Yeah. That can out grapple you, out technique you, out wrestle you. Uh Bred the Hitman Heart. Just everything about him. His his interest music back then, his name, the Hitman, the best there is, the best there ever was, his look, just everything about him and his entering obviously ability was uh tremendous. Uh him and Shawn Michaels put on one hell of a WrestleMania 12 match. Him and Austin at WrestleMania 13 even put on one hell of a match. So, mm-hmm. um, Bret the Hitman Hart, one of my favorites. Uh, my favorite Canadian wrestler of all time. Okay. I know I might catch some flack, but nowhere on my list is Bret or Owen. Uh, I know. I know. I was about to say because. But there was I a was Teddy looking, Hart. <laughs> yeah, you had a Teddy Hart. So there you, uh, I didn't enjoy them as wrestlers, to be honest with you. Um, who's your number one then? My number one. It's Chris Jericho. There you go. Yeah. And the reason why he's the number one to me, he's the total package. Oh, yeah. And from face to heel to gimmicks, I mean, this guy was absolutely amazing. He he was a self-made man in WCW. They didn't want to push him. They didn't want anything to do with him. And he finally convinced Eric Bischoff, hey, you know, just give me a little segment. You know, just give me 15 minutes. And then that became a big thing with Goldberg. And he actually said Goldberg hated him for it. So that was awesome. <laughs> but, you know, and then and then when he first came into the uh, WWE or WWF at the time, man, the countdown, uh, interrupting The Rock mm-hmm. to start their famous feuds. Uh, man, you can't get any better than Chris Jericho. And then what he's, he's doing now in his 40s over in New Japan – I mean, this dude, top-notch, my favorite Canadian wrestler of all time. There you have it, our top 10 favorite Canadian wrestlers of all time. Ryan's number one, Chris Jericho. My number one, Bret Hart. That'd be a hell of a match. Oh, what? I think, well, I'm sure we've had that. They've had that match before. Probably it was in WCW. It had to have been in WCW. Mm, I'm not sure if they ever had that match in WCW or not. I'd have to go back and look. But uh, let's move on now. Uh, earlier this week on the WWE Network, the UK tournament happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Go over the results there. The finals of the uh, United Kingdom tournament. Zach Gibson defeated Travis Banks by submission. Then earlier that night, British Strong Style defeated the Undisputed Era in a six-man tag team match. Wow. Also, Tony Storm defeated uh, Killer Kelly and Isla Dawn in a triple threat match to determine the number one contender for the W, uh, the NXT Women's Championship. Then on night two, here's what happened. Uh, Ligerio defeated Mike Hitchman in a singles match. 
Mustache Mountain defeated the Undisputed Era to become the new Dang. NXT Tag Team Dead Champions. Gum. Charlie Morgan defeated Killer Kelly. Noam Dar defeated Travis Banks, Flash Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews to determine the number one contender for the United Kingdom Championship. So Noam Dar, the number one contender right now. Wow. Adam Cole defeated Wolfgang for the NXT North American Championship. Alistair Black and Ricochet defeated EC3 in the Velveteen Dream in a tag team match. Shayna Baszler defeated Tony Storm uh, by countout for the NXT Women's Championship. And Pete Dunne retains his United Kingdom Championship by defeating Zach Gibson. So Pete Dunne... The Bruiserweight. After all of it, yes, the Bruiserweight. Still the United Kingdom Champion. I think he's been the United Kingdom Champion now for over a year. So he's held that belt for a very long time. And rightfully so. The dude's awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, that would be the only way... Conceivably, that you could beat us, WrestleCast, if is if you bring the bruiser weight on with you. The only way. So now let's dive into some more results from this week on Friday night. Ring of Honor, best in the world, big mm-hmm. event there. Did they did they pass that through Punk first? Was it cool eh, for them to say that? I don't know, but uh, I don't know. If they passed it through Punk. I'm sure he would have given them their blessing <laughs> though. Uh, the Kingdom defeated Los Ingobernables de Japón. Flip Gordon, and that was for the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championships. Matt Taven, TKO Ryan, and Vinny Marsa. I don't know how to say that. Well, no, you got me. But uh, let's call him Vinny. They won the. Uh, they hey, they retained the Six-Man uh, Tag Team Championship of Ring of Honor. Flip Gordon defeated Bully Ray by disqualification. Uh, an eight-woman tag match. I thought Bully retired from Ring of Honor. Well, he's like their enforcer, I guess, or something. He's like the constable almost in mm. a way. Uh, of uh, of Ring of Honor. Uh, let's see if I can get these names right. The eight-man women's tag team match. The winners, Sumi Sakai, Jenny Rose, Mayu Awatani, and Tanil Dashwood defeated Kelly Klein and Odeo Tai, which is Hazuki uh, Ka- uh, Kagetsu. Kagetsu? <clears throat> I don't know how to say that name. And Hanakamura. <laughs> Austin Aries defeated Kenny King. Jay Lethal defeated Kushida. Punishment Martinez defeated Adam Page uh, in a Baltimore street fight for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. The Briscoes defeated the Young Bucks to retain the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. And Dalton Castle defeated Cody and Marty Skrull for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Now, even though Dalton Castle has retained the Ring of Honor World Championship at best in the world, the next night at this event called Fairfax excellence he there was a fatal four-way match for the ring of honor world championship let's see who was in this match it was castle versus cody versus taven versus lethal and the winner was jay lethal jay lethal jay lethal is your new ring of honor world champion not cody which there's been a lot of talk of cody winning the ring of honor world title he's got a iwgp heavyweight title this coming weekend at the g1 (laughs) special in san francisco then he might have a an NWA world title match at All In on September 1st, but I think that's only if he has the Ring of Honor <coughs> World Championship, which he does not right now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play that. You know what would be amazing? His reign as, uh, as the champion, he should emulate Ric Flair the whole time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because obviously Ric Flair, yeah. six-time world champ. Oh, yeah. You know, he does a great flair. He wins all them belts. He'll look like the belt collector, Austin Aries, over there. Yeah, but uh, another uh, thing, just like you were saying, Cody better win this dadgum belt. Yeah, because I want all in to be all in. Yeah. Go on it. 
Live up to the name now. Exactly. But that's what happened in Ring of Honor over the weekend. Next weekend now, well, let me make sure I'm going in the right order here. Yes, yes, the uh, G1 special in San Francisco is going to be July 7th, uh, six days from now. Here is the card, the full match card. First match, 20-minute time limit. Show Yo, Rocky Romero, uh, Ghetto, and Yoshihashi taking on Chase Owens, Takahashi, Tangaloa, Tamatanga, and King Haku. Second match, 20-minute time limit. Toru Yanu and Tomohiro, Tomohiro Ishii uh, taking on Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. The third match, also a 20-minute time limit tag match. Kushida Tanahashi taking on Skrull and Hangman Page. The fourth match, a singles match with a never open weight championship. Goto will be taking, taking on Jeff Cobb in a 60-minute time limit match. The fifth match, 60-minute time limits, IWGP Tag Team Championships. Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson, their third match with Evil and Sonata. We'll see what happens there. The sixth match, a special tag match, Will Ospreay and Okada taking on Bushi and Tetsuya Naito. The seventh match will be the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, 60-minute time limit. Takahashi defending his Junior Heavyweight title against Dragon Lee. And, of course, they're in the U.S. they got to have the U.S. Heavyweight Championship on the line. 60-minute time limit, the eighth match. Jay White will defend against Juice Robinson, who cut mm, one hell of a promo the yes. other day with his uh, metacarpal. And then <laughs> the ninth and final match, the main event, 60-minute time limit, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Kenny Omega will defend against the American Nightmare, Cody, who yes. picked up a victory over Kenny Omega back on April the 7th, I believe, at a Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. So, so could you conceivably see Cody going all-in with a New Japan and ROH strap? Um, I don't think he's going to have the... I think there's a better chance he gets the Ring of Honor strap. Uh, I don't think he's going over on Omega two times in a row. Yeah. I mean, you, you, Omega just put on the match of his life against Okada a month ago, or not even a month ago. It'll almost be a month to the day, but you can't have him drop the belt already to Cody. You know, you're going to get him one, one up, and then somewhere down the line... Maybe at Wrestle Kingdom again. Maybe at the uh, final Battle Ring of Honor in December. You have these two, which I don't. Well, no, they won't have the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on the line. But maybe the Ring of Honor. Maybe somewhere down the line, they have a. If Cody wins the Ring of Honor belt, maybe be title for title. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I think Omega's going to win. Tie it up. That'll set up the rubber match somewhere down the line. Um, you got any thoughts on that match? No, no thoughts. No, it'd be amazing. Yeah, but who do you think's going to win? Oh, yeah, yeah, Omega. What about Jay White and Juice Robinson? Think Jay White's going to cough up that belt to Juice? I don't know. I think he could. Yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't know how uh, someone throws down a promo like that and you don't reward him by saying... <laughs> I think, yeah, exactly. I think, you know, I think Juice can beat him for that U.S. Heavyweight t Championship. And then who else but Cody right now has a win over Omega the last time they fought? Mm -hmm. Jay White. So Jay White could be next in line for an IWGP Heavyweight title shot. That's what I was you give the belt to Robinson. Yeah. Jay White gets the title shot. And then you have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I've been enjoying some Takahashi lately ever since he won the best of the Super Juniors and then winning the Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, against Dragon Lee. That'll be a fun match. Uh, this tag match I'm also looking forward to. Will Ospreay and Okada teaming up against Bushi and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, the Young Bucks, I think they'll finally, you know, they'll once again beat Evil and Sonata, uh, go on and challenge someone else for the IWGP Tag Team title belts. And you have the Never Openweight Championship. I think Goto's going to retain there. 
Um, and the, the other tag team matches will be uh, fun to watch as well. I'll say Skrull and uh, Hangman Page get a victory over Tanahashi and Kushida. I'll say, uh, I don't know, like I said, some of these are just, uh, you know, really a flip of a coin as far as I'm concerned. Um, this tag match, I think Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. gets the win over Yano and Ishii. And then I think Sho, Yo, Romero, and Ghetto, and uh, Yoshihashi get the win over Owens, Takahashi, Tangaloa, Tamatanga, and King Haku. So that's just mm-hmm. my quick predictions there for the G1 special. San Francisco, Saturday night. I think it's going to yeah, be on Axis TV. Baby. So it's going to be free cable TV. Nice. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping Brink, I know Brink's working on a Saturday night, but hopefully maybe he gets off. We can all go watch at the house. That'll be Yeah, fun. I was watching some old school stuff this weekend from TNA. Uh-huh. And uh, remember Generation Me? I don't think I do. That were the Young Bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, back in 2015, it was Gut Check, and I was watching uh, Dalton Castle. Oh, yeah. I remember I, you shared something about that. Yeah. And I was like, boy, well, they let him go. Sucks <laughs> for them. Absolutely. So now let's dive into, we have some emails this week. Mail call. Yes. Now. Let's, uh, let's get to these, uh, these emails, because last time we got some emails, they were, they were kind of interesting. Curious to see what, uh, what we got here today. All right, so if you want to be on the show, you can get your opinion sent in to our email, averagemarks at gmail.com. All right, so this uh, this first one is actually from England. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're getting some heat from the English people as well. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. interesting. Uh, so this is Bevan from Brighton, England. I don't know if it's a he or she, uh, but it says... <laughs> You blokes think you can get you got what it takes to take on the beast from Britain head to head. You talk about going 1776 on them. I hope WrestleCast finally gets our revenge for the revolution. You're going down, knobs. Knobs. Yeah. They're like a <laughs> nah, like doorknobs or And I, I'm pretty sure I didn't read that that well. Um obviously because it's in Britannese. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to read. Um well, I guess it we'll find you know we'll, well. we'll find out in two weeks what uh what happens between WrestleCast and uh, the average mark. So yeah. I'm very confident because I had a good money in the bank and a really good NXT showing. So I'm uh, liking our chances in the scorecards uh, for Extreme Rules upcoming in two weeks. Just my thoughts. Yeah. So uh, Bevan, I'll let my scorecard do the talking. Bevan, I'm saving your email address, and when we kick the crap out of WrestleCast, uh, I'm gonna send you a little nice letter, uh, something you can understand. All right, here we go. This is Ronald from Lubbock, Texas. Oh, all right. Yeah, this is to Patrick. Oh, great. Um, when are you guys going to have the hottest chicks in wrestling bracket tournament you talked about a few months ago? Hashtag living the gimmick. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, we haven't really talked about it lately. Uh, we, we, we're trying to come out with a a format, and this is the time of the year. I actually wanted to do it. This would be a perfect time because it's a little it's a little slow. Well, I say a little slow. It's somewhat slow here in the wrestling world. I don't know. Uh, I'll get with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, between Extreme Rules and SummerSlam, we might do a little off-series yeah, yeah. of podcast with the hottest women. And if anybody has any suggestions on a format, please let us know because um, you, the fans are actually, we want the fans to be a part of this mm-hmm. because we're going to put polls up yes. on our website. On our website. We're going to put it on our website or our Facebook mm-hmm. page. No, we'll put it on the website. And then we'll also put, remember, because we were going to do separate episodes for it as well, because yeah. they're going to be not so family friendly. Yeah, because what we're going to do is, I think the way we're going to do it, we're going to have five votes. It's going to be, I'm going to vote one, I'm going to have a vote, Ryan will have a vote, Cruz will have a vote, Brink will have a vote, and then the fans will have a vote. Yes. So that way, it'll be five votes, it'll be three, two, four, one, five, oh, one way or the other, there won't be no ties, the winner goes on, and then ultimately we'll get the winner of the hottest 
female wrestler. Yes. Um, it's definitely something I just, you know, definitely, uh, you know, living the gimmick, you know, just an idea I had. <laughs> uh, and uh, me and Ryan have talked about it, and we're going to do it. Uh, we'll probably discuss a little more this week, and we'll uh, get some more for sure details in the next couple of weeks. Right. And then, like we said, um, we'll be talking about it on the show as well, but our where we're actually getting into the nitty-gritty of the tournament, that audio is going to be exclusively at our website, AverageMarks.com, because we're going to let our hair down a little bit, and we're going to give you some uh, uncut stuff. It will not be kid-friendly. No. Just, just, to, just to let you know. So, so uh, obviously, uh, that won't be sponsored. And I can't sponsored. wait, because it's going to be so awesome. I can't <laughs> wait. All right, so the next one is from Dave. He's from Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, Dave, say hi to uh, Uncle Cy for me. Uh, also, uh, that that is known as... South Arkansas. <laughs> yes. And he's probably married to his cousin, by the way, this reads. <laughs> That's just Hollywood's um, perception of us here in Louisiana, <laughs> the Duck Dynasty stuff. So Dave says, uh, and this is to me, when are you going to cut the mop off your head? You look, It looks like a beaver crawled on the top of your head and died. You almost, you're almost <laughs> in mullet territory, dude. I can't watch another live stream with that aardvark latched to your dome. God. Are you listening here, Dave? I told people time and time again, you got to power through this kind of hair. But here's the thing. I am cutting it, Dave, and it's not because of your stupid email. All right? <laughs> uh, to get into a little bit of my personal life, I want to lose a little poundage. I've always wanted to grow my hair long. I'm going to use it as inspiration. You're the inspiration <laughs> to lose weight. And then that's going to be my present to myself. When I get to my goal weight, I can grow my hair out. So, Dave... I got two words for you. Suck it. There you go. Hold up. I want to crumble his email again. <laughs> there we go. And toss it in the trash. All right. So that was mail call. Let's dive now. Jerk. Got some cheap heat to talk about. <clears throat> yes, this is good. Ryan, you got something on cheap heat. Let's uh, tell us what you got, man. But why this is still a thing, I have no idea. They should be... They should have been done with each other years ago, but it's rearing its ugly head again. Mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan's ex-wife, Linda, accuses him of financial treachery. Doesn't that sound like... That sounds like... What's the word I'm looking for? Worse than it is, I would imagine. Yeah. Treachery. Doesn't sound Golly, good. What is he like? Benedict Arnold? Is he selling <laughs> secrets to Russia? What's going on here? Who knows? Uh, and she threatens legal action. So apparently, uh, and this is from the Daily Mail, um, he has to give her 40% of his earnings. So they divorced back in 2007. Mm -hmm. Why is he still having to pay her? Because she wants money. Why That's did what them he, women do, man. They just want money. It, it, as a part of the lawsuit, she's demanding that he pay her 40% of his earnings or be held in contempt of court. So, as you remember a while back, he got awarded $140 million from that uh, tape that got released by Gawker.com. Uh -huh. Yeah. That pretty much put Gawker out of business. Um, so, I guess she got 40% of that, too. Hmm. Well, I tell you what, I ain't saying she a gold digger, <laughs> but wow, Linda, I mean, go get a job or something. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? You should be done with this dude. It was 2007 when you parted ways. Leave this man alone, you gold digger. God, what do you think? I mean, she's still after his money. I know, and some some women just can't let it go, apparently. But and like I said, you know, some women they're just they just want money, and if they can get it the dirty way, they'll do it. You know, some women will. I mean, yeah. some women are not like that, but I've I've met a lot of women who are like that. They just want money. I mean, Elsa said it best. I mean, some of these dating websites, you know, they want money. Yeah, some of them just want money just to talk to you. It's like hell no, like I ain't giving yeah. you no money to talk to you. I got. Sugardaddy.com. I can talk to for free, you know, at least yeah. talk to, you know. Yeah. And then some of them girls, they want a little money for a little extra, and it's like, look, y'all need to just... And some girls, you know... Yeah, what, I meet you on Backpage? What's going on here? Well, a lot of girls nowadays, I notice they're doing, like, the premium Snapchat. You gotta, uh, you know, pay pay the fee to get the premium yeah. stuff, you know? So, uh, I, I think this is her way of doing that, except she's just not exploiting herself on uh, Snapchat. She's trying to get her money through probably the biggest money maker she ever had in Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So. And then you should never have divorced him then. Yeah, you know, if she can find a way to get some money out of him, she'll do it. That's all I had. That's all we have in in Cheap Heat now. We're going to go into Rumor Mill. A few things we got in Rumor Mill. First thing is some news out of the XFL. Yes. Um, So, we all know Vince stole a lot of stock to get the XFL rolling. About $100 Uh million worth. Yep. So, the word that's coming out now, and it's rumored from ESPN that... It's going to take him about $500 million to actually get it rolling. To have a billion dollars right there. And check this out. Um, he's got the new TV deals. He should have some money. Exactly. You would think, But like we said before, this is totally separate from the WWE. Yeah. So he's not dipping into WWE's pot this time, which I bet he regrets that situation once he got <laughs> a billion-dollar deal or well, two that, of them. That says how much money he just has sitting there, which he's probably saved up from. You know, because in the last, and then also that stock price rose too. So, yeah. Uh, too bad he, imagine if he'd have sold it. Well, of course, I guess he sold the same amount. So, but if he'd have sold that same amount after they made these TV deals, he would have sold a lot less stock and still had some left over. He could have sold more. But then, you know, more money. on the DL behind closed doors, he could do whatever he wants. Really, it's yeah, his he's, company. He's, I think he already hired a CEO for the XFL. I can't remember the name, but, you know, it's going to be interesting, though, because I was watching your boy, you know, Johnny. Uh, where is he playing? Your at boy. Now? The, the the CFL. Yes. Um, I don't Johnny think Manziel. this will affect the NFL too much, but I think this could affect the CFL. A lot of those guys that are top guys in the no, CFL. They're making way more money in, in the CFL. But I don't know. If Vince is putting $500 million into this, depending on, uh, I'm not saying like the top guys in CFL are going to come, but a few of those guys have a chance possibly to make more money in the XFL. They may come on over. Well, reports are saying that average player salary is going to be about $75,000 a year. Really? In the yeah. XFL? Yes. That's not and they, they said, obviously, more prize players could fetch more. Yeah. But the average player will make $75,000 a year. That's not a lot. It's a developmental league. And yes, he did hire a new CEO. It's Andrew Luck's dad, Oliver oh, yeah. Luck. There you go. Yep. And uh, he says in the investment, people were focused on the $100 million, but the truth is that won't even get us past the 20-yard line. He says, I've been at a lot of levels of football and the importance of a broad-based insurance program cannot be understated. So they're saying one of the biggest costs they're going to have yeah. is the insurance. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, so the $500 million will be to float for player salary, coach's salary, and for insurance. Well, that's good. Craziness. So that's what's going on in the XFL. Other than that, not much news really going on in the XFL. Still got two years before it launches anyway. So Yep. Up next, you have some NXT news. Yeah, so it's being reported that uh, NXT is going to move up their show an hour earlier. 
Which means it'll be two hours. Yeah, so they're expecting a longer uh, pay-per-view format for NXT. Absolutely. Also, Love that. I was listening to Hitting the Marks, and they brought up a great point. Um, do we think we see, with the deal with Fox, do we think we see the pre-shows move to Fox for WWE as well as NXT? That would be interesting. Kind of uh, like UFC does. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do... well. Here's the thing, like with the WrestleMania pre-show, there was one hour of the WrestleMania pre-show that broadcast on USA. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could see they'd do a simulcast. I don't think it's going to leave the network, the pre-shows, but I think they could have the possibility of a simulcast on yeah, Fox. Uh, that's an even better idea. So yeah, that would be a good idea. Um, NXT apparently is going to be moving to FS1, mm-hmm. I think on Saturday nights. It might be a rerun. I think it'll be live on the network, but it'll be a rerun on Fox on Saturday nights, or yeah. FS1, I think. It'll be on FS1 on Saturday nights, which during football season, sorry, I won't be watching NXT uh, on, on a Saturday night. But Well, I mean, you will if Washington State and uh, maybe that's not good. They were kind of good last yeah, year. They're, they're, uh, maybe they're if it's bad. UNLV versus Arkansas State. I mean, maybe, yeah, depending on if there's barely anything going on late night that yeah. day in college football. But... Um, they have that deal. They're going to be on FS1, and then, you know, I think it's good for NXT, though, because yeah. as long as Triple H is heading this, hey, do whatever. I don't care. Because Triple H right now is, uh, you know, the, the the brand color is pretty much gold, and that's what Triple H is providing us, gold mm-hmm. with NXT. Uh, the, the roster depth is there to have a two-hour NXT show every week, and the depth is there to have a three-hour NXT pay-per-view event yes. uh, once every other month. So. And honestly, I I would hope I kind of hope we'll have one every month for NXT. That would be, be that nice. would be interesting. I think for now they're going to stick with the five they do every year. Maybe add one more here and there. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But good news for NXT. Um, NXT is growing. Triple H obviously doing a fantastic job with NXT. So I'm really excited to see uh, how NXT evolves. And this obviously won't take place. I think for another you know year over a little over a year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play this out, you know, get to use because right now you only have an hour slot on the WWE network, which I guess they could give them two if they really wanted to. It's their own network, but you got this depth and you're trying to fit it all in an hour. Whereas now if you get two hours, you know, you can kind of slow down the pace just a little bit. You have to, because I, I like the fast paced stuff they do in NXT Add two more matches to each show. You have five matches per show. A lot of building up you can do between these mm-hmm. people. And like I said, with Triple H just calling the shots, hey, do whatever. And now, because we've heard news in the past that NXT is losing the company money, now you can sell advertising on FS1. Yeah. The product starts making money. Mm-hmm. Not only can you start paying the wrestlers more, but obviously the bigger people out there, like say if you wanted to go get a Kenny Omega, um, Obviously, I think it would be a bad move for him to start off in NXT. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but you say, hey, we can pay you a million here too. And you start out on NXT, and when you get to the main roster, we'll pay you $7 million a year. So, yeah, that's what's going on with NXT, yeah. the possibility of them uh, expanding uh, time-wise to two hours, and then, of course, the pay-per-views to three hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure when that will take place. I'm assuming once the TV deal kicks in, that will take place uh, October oh, yeah. of 2019. So. That's the uh, NXT news. And then something on 205 Live you have. Yeah. According to PW Insider, Triple H made the call to take cruiserweights off Monday Night Raw so they wouldn't be overexposed and make sure they were protected by only appearing on 205 Live. What? Overexposed and protected? 
dude, now nobody's going to see your cruiser weights. Yeah. Because nobody yeah. gives a crap about 205 Live. I think you should put 205 Live. I think you should win. NXT gets expanded. It might be a good idea to put to, I guess, merge 205 Live and NXT yes. together. I think that would be That'd a be smart perfect. idea. Yeah. Put the, you know, and have some of the 205 Live guys go up against NXT guys. And granted, you know, 205 Live is obviously just a weight division, but I think if you implement that with NXT, it will uh, definitely benefit, especially now if Triple H is running 205 Live and NXT. Uh, merge the two, you know, do something, collaborate one way or the other. I don't know how you can do it, but that's why they don't pay me to to run them. So yeah. Triple H should come up with something. I think NXT and 205 Live collaborating on something would be a great idea. Now, and you don't want to overexpose your 205 wrestlers. I think that means because essentially after your top four competitors in 205 Live, mm-hmm. it drops off pretty drastically. Yeah, it does. I think what he's trying to do is not expose the 205 Live brand for what it is, a bunch of crap. A bunch of high-flying, small guys. Yeah. And And I mean, they put on some good wrestling matches. Don't get me wrong. Your top four does, most definitely. Yeah. And and, and WCW did it so well where uh, 205, the the cruiserweight division was the highlight of the show. Mm -hmm. Every single week, cruiserweights were oohing and eyeing, hitting the high spots, and just, just crowds were loving it. You got to bring that back. Otherwise, why do you even have a 205 Live? Just bring them to the main roster or push them all down the NXT. So, yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think uh, a merger, some sort with 205 Live and NXT would benefit more uh, more greatly than having them on Raw, that's mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. That's all we got for today. That's uh, everything we got. Anything else? That's you a wrap. Add? Anything else you want to add? No, I want to give big ups to uh, Marcus watching in YouTube. He says, if my pastor can say donkey ass in church today, y'all can say candy ass. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can't believe a pastor said donkey ass in church. That's uh, well, well I, mean, I mean, technically it was in the Bible, so. Exactly. It was in the Bible, so And it's that's okay. more of a. And that's what they mean. I mean, donkey a technical and ass name for a donkey, same, yeah. Everybody exactly. says the same thing. A donkey, How I got that name, I had no idea. A donkey's ass. Now, that's, that's different. That's like. Calling himself himself or something. Right. A donkey's ass. The more donkey's donkey, you're an ass's ass. I'm making waffles. So, but yeah, that's all that's all you got. Yeah, man, that's it. Well, go ahead and uh, take us home, man. All right. Be sure you check us out on averagemarks.com. If you're on iTunes, please leave us a rating and also a comment. If you made it all the way to the end, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. If you want to support us even more and get some exclusive content on Patreon, like our Uncut and Uncensored every week, where you can hear show prep, as well as, uh, like we were saying earlier, with the uh, with the Women's Championship we're going to have, a place where we can put our hair down a little bit yeah, and discuss what we want to talk about. Because obviously we want to keep this show attractive to sponsors mm-hmm. and sponsors want that family money. Yep. So obviously we're going to keep it family friendly here on the main show. Absolutely. But uh, that's a cool way for you to get an inside look on what it takes. And, you know, especially when we get, we, when we get the whole crew in here. It's pretty crazy. So uh, Patreon, you can get access to that for as little as a dollar a month. You can listen to us live and uncut on our Discord. You can watch us here. We go when we uh, go live on the main show on YouTube and just have a lot of fun with us. Interact. That's what we want. We want to be a very interactive podcast with our fans. Um, So if you got something to say, email us. Hit us up on YouTube. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. And we'll get right back to you because, man, you guys are what makes this worth it. All right, Patrick. Think you know what you need to do. Outro. 
You've been listening to The Average Marks Podcast, a Lake Area Media LLC production. The views and opinions expressed in this show are those of Ryan Keith and Patrick Fry and are not affiliated with any wrestling promotion or company. Follow The Average Marks on Twitter and subscribe to us on iTunes. For all Average Marks links, news, and free podcasts, visit AverageMarks.com. Average Marks.